Yo, what's up, banana slugs? Welcome back to another episode on the sustainability series. Last time, Isabella and I talked about water conservation, and considering California is in a drought, you might want to give that a listen. Regardless, today I wanted to continue the sustainability conversation and talk about UCSC's Zero Waste Initiative. But before we get into that, I find it really easy to keep up with my favorite organizations at UCSC through their social medias. Staying updated becomes so much easier when I can scroll through Instagram and see upcoming events and useful information. I usually do this at the end of the podcast, but I'm going to ask you all to follow two IGs today. First one, at UCSC.DSAS, and the second one is at UCSC Zero Waste. Well, you might be thinking, what is UCSC's Zero Waste Initiative? What do they promote? Well, it's in the name. So you might have guessed it. The Zero Waste Initiative promotes zero waste, but it goes beyond the spectrum of not littering and recycling. And that's because UC Santa Cruz is committed to reaching the University of California Office of the President's Zero Waste Goals. UC Santa Cruz strives to not only to reduce the total amount of waste generated on campus, but also to divert more waste from landfill. We have reached our waste reduction goal for 2020 and are working hard to increase our diversion rate from 51% and decreased contamination in campus recycling. Therefore, these goals apply to all University of California campuses. After checking the University of California Office of the President website, I found that the UC campuses define zero waste as 90% diversion from landfill. But I still wasn't really sure what that meant So I looked it up and Wikipedia tells me that the success of landfill diversion can be measured by comparison of the size of the landfill from one year to the next. If the landfill grows minimally or remains the same, then policies covering landfill diversion are successful. So then what are some changes we might need to make in our daily lives? Well, I also learned that the university is committed to the reduction and elimination of single-use items such as plastic bags, single-use plastic foodware accessory items, and single-use plastic beverage bottles. But I think UC schools are heading in the right direction because in 2020, they've already prohibited the sale and distribution of packaging foam. But let's shift our focus back to UC Santa Cruz. To do some research for today's episode, I followed at UCSC Zero Waste and joined Bijan Ashtiani Eisman for his presentation on food waste as part of the Food Issues webinar series. And food waste is just one of many types of waste, but I was able to learn some valuable information and shocking information that everyone should be aware of. First, 40% of food is wasted in the United States, but one out of six worry about their next meal. So how does that make sense? So then the question is, why is there so much food waste when so many go hungry? And I learned that this has to do with the food market, knowing that there is usually a surplus of unsold food. Anywhere from one to 30% of crops don't make it to the market. I'm talking about all of our local markets, like a grocery store. Food that does make it to grocery stores are usually overstocked. And this is simply a marketing tactic because apparently this is more appealing to customers. Think about how all the fruits and veggies are usually nicely stacked in some sort of pyramid shape. Yet, because there are simply too many groceries, not all are sold. 
the unappealing fruits and vegetables are usually left unbought, despite still being edible and needed by some. Oh, and those best buy expiration date labels you use? Those aren't really accurate. In fact, baby foods are the only date labels that are federally regulated. So next time you think something expired because the date label said so, like milk, you might want to reconsider. I would personally just use the smell check when it comes to milk, and I definitely drink milk that smells good, even if it's a day old. Anyways, so then we talked about what happens with the food that is left over, and it is usually just wasted. It would definitely make more sense for the food to be given to the people that need it, but sadly our system just isn't set up that way. You see, sometimes that food goes to local pantries and food banks. But although corporations claim that they do not want to get people sick, there are no lawsuits related to donated food, and the truth is that it only costs extra money to not waste food. For instance, you would need to buy a truck to transport the food. So basically it's just cheaper to waste food. But we as consumers cannot solely blame the corporations because the average American household throws out nearly $2,000 worth of food every year. The average grocery store customer will not dare buy a slightly disfigured or slightly discolored fruit because we are simply too picky. What we don't realize is that the normal fruits we see in stores are the best of the best. But that just means there are perfectly good fruits and vegetables that get thrown out because they don't look a certain way. And what's worse is that this food waste takes up plenty of space in landfills, left to decompose slowly in an oxygen-free environment, releasing methane, a powerful greenhouse gas, as it rots. I learned that China and the US make the most greenhouse gas emissions, but if food waste was a country, it would be third. So here are some simple tips you should begin to implement in your daily lives to reduce food waste. First, buy only what you need. You don't want to buy extra and then have it go to waste. If you can't find a use for your extra foods, there are plenty of options you consider before throwing them out. Consider giving that food to anyone that might want it, and they might appreciate that too. But composting is a great option to liven up your garden. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency tells us that compost is organic material that can be added to soil to help plants grow. Food scraps and yard waste together currently make up more than 30% of what we throw away and could be composted instead. So here's a speedrun list of things to compost that you might have previously just thrown away. Fruits and vegetables, eggshells, coffee grounds and filters, tea bags. Nutshells, shredded newspaper, cardboard, paper, yard trimmings, grass clippings, house plants, hay and straw, leaves, sawdust, wood chips, cotton wool rags, hair and fur, and last, fireplace ashes. I'm going to include a link in the episode description that gives you the rundown of creating your own compost at home, which I found on the sustainability offices resource page. If you want to check out more about UCSC's sustainability initiatives, you can check out their websites, which will also be in the description. But that's going to be all for today's episode. So thanks for listening and caring about sustainability. And I'll be back soon with some more heat next week. 
but look out for more sustainability series in the future and peace out banana slugs.